You ready to go? Yep. How's my hair? Is it crazy? <laughs> How's your hair? Cash me outside. How about that? Hum. I couldn't find the note. Hey, I'm Ryan. And I'm Steve, and this is 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar buying, selling, trading, modding, fixing, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast. And in this week's old new news, if you... I don't know if this... Can we count this as old news, considering we've only seen it posted to our group, and I haven't seen anyone freak out about it, so who knows if anyone will be interested now. But apparently the new Squire Affinity models have been leaked, or they're just normally published through Adorama. I went and looked on the Fender website, and they didn't have any of these listed there. So I'm assuming it's a, it's a leak. I think this is a leak. I think Adorama. It feels leaky. Uh, posted these early, and I'm kind of surprised that they're still up. I know that they were still up today, and they've been up for like a week or so, something yeah. like that. Um, but new affinities look like like they're all priced around 250 bucks. Yeah, I was I was looking at this. I thought. This was maybe a little higher than they were. Some of oh, this is this one that's three thirty uh, is a guitar pack, right? Um, so some of these are packs, so they're a little higher price. Some of them, they they've definitely okay. Backing up. All right, you can do it, Steve. You, um, you've got your thoughts cleared now. So Squire, right? Squire. For those of you who don't follow Squire the way that we do, yeah, Squire fishing you know, autos typically is what we are. Uh, Squire structured at from uh, bullet at is the worst. Squire, right. The the I shouldn't say the worst. It's it's the, the, the cheapest. It's the cheapest. It's the lowest end. Um, and then I what classic vibe I guess is is the highest end of Squire. Uh, somewhere around there. I mean they've got the the uh, contemporary. Oh yeah. Now wow, have, I said that really weird. Now contemporary. They, now they have contemporary. I'm not sure. Well, contemporary is more of a pickup. Um. Well, no, the, contem- no, the contemporaries have like a, a flat radius and are more like modern playing. Right. But that, that's what I'm saying. Like it's, it's more about design choices. It's not about quality. Right. Right. Because, totally. Because no, I would had, put the contemporaries against the classic vibes for sure. Because they had a, um, like a contemporary Starcaster that I think was part of the affinity series or something. Yeah. No, wait, didn't they? No, they had, they had three Starcasters. They had the classic vibe, which is the one I have. They had the contemporary, it, okay, which right. had the like EMG active style yeah. pickups, and then they had the affinity, which had the open right. taped coil style yeah. pickups and no frills. Anyway, the point is, is classic vibe, maybe classic vibe contemporary. They're kind of you know classic vibe, I guess, if you want a traditional style, um, contemporary if you want a modern style, uh, and then in the middle is standard. With uh, vintage modified, I guess is above that. They got and, so many lines just in and Squire, be- and below that is Affinity. And Affinity, uh, like the Bullet series, traditionally is a smaller body. Um, Affinity is like the like the Plymouth <laughs> to your Dodge, uh, uh, which is underneath your Chryslers. Sure, what's, <laughs> but what's underneath? What's underneath Plymouth? Some sort of import brand that we've like never seen. Eagle. Do you remember Eagle no. back in the day? Yeah, Jeep. There was Jeep Eagle. Oh, okay. Back in the day, that was like old school. If there was an, if there was another line underneath Plymouth, then that would be Bullet, and Plymouth would be Affinity. What is what's uh, what's? Um, <laughs> I've completely sidetracked us now. Well, now I think uh, I was going to say uh, Hyundai. I think has a line above them. Uh huh. 
and then Kia is below them, and then it used to be like Daewoo right. was below Kia. So, anyways, they put out uh, they've they you know this Adorama has leaked these new models, and I think the most interesting thing about them is finishes. Yeah, they've got some really cool finishes. Uh, Fender has been delivering in cool finishes in the Squire line. It used to be like affinities and especially bullets would just be the most awful looking drab colors. Like they would take seafoam green and make it seafoam foam gray, you know? Well, they did that seafoam green. They did that like olive seafoam metallic thing. Yeah. On a lot of the bullets. They used to have this blue that was like the grayest version of blue. It was so (laughs) ugly on the bullets and the affinities, but they have some really like they have this rose color. On a Jazz Master, I mean, I don't know why I'm holding up the iPad. You can see it on the screen. You're talking here. about the Burgundy Mist. Is that Burgundy Mist? That's Burgundy Mist. That's so attractive. And they have it on the Telecaster as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming they have it on a few of the models. Mm-hmm. Then they have uh, they have these Telecasters with the the two humbucker four knob layout. And then they have this this base with a giant old pickup in there. Yeah, and it's a I, it's a jaguar shaped base. I was, you know, I've been looking at this, and it's a jag base with jag bases. Um, I kind of want a jag base. I feel like I need one of those. That would fit you very well. Um, I think. I'm I I'd be interested to know. I feel like a a small uh, a thin body. If it's if the affinity bases are also thin body, I I have to imagine they're uh, kind of neck divey. Which, oh yeah, I, this thing's I, probably gonna neck dive. I can kind of live with neck divey on like semi, like the well, semi hollow bases I have are neck divey. That top horn is at the thirteenth fret, which isn't crazy. It's not like a, a telly body, right? But it's it's gonna it's, it's probably gonna it's be a gonna little be about weight too. Yeah. Um, you know, if your neck's too heavy, just put lighter strings on it. Then yeah, it won't dive so there much. You go. Uh, the Pro other tip. the other thing with this is that pickup just seems like it's in a really awkward position. But the more I stare at it, I think that's just bothering me aesthetically. I think you wouldn't be able to decide until you had it in your hands and you could figure out where you were putting your thumb. I think that's the position where I normally want my hand to be on any of like the two pickup bases that I own. I always want to be in between the two pickups but I don't have anywhere that I can comfortably put my hand because I, I really, this is a, a totally different topic. Um, I think my hand, my right hand technique on bass is bad. Uh Oh, uh, it always feels really awkward. It's definitely gotten a lot sloppier. I realized recently. Uh, but anyway, that doesn't have anything to do with this. Um, what I can say is, is that pickup is like I said, it just, Something about one pickup bases where the pickup is just dead center, like this feels cheap to me. Huh. Well, you can visually tell that these are a budget guitar. You're like you're not get, even though they're they're going for cooler finishes now than we'd expect from right. Affinities, they still have a feel to them visually that's like this like, oh yeah, this is a budget instrument. Mm-hmm. But I think that's so neat that the Jag the 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 Jazzmaster has Jazzmaster shaped pickups in it. I'm sure they're not like good representations of a jazz master sound right but you could upgrade them really easily they didn't throw you know like a cheap humbucker in here or something like that uh they went for a jazz master shape pickup and i think that's really cool and it's got the strat trim on there this is a, i think it's a really attractive like first offset for someone i wish this existed when i was a kid 
Because I would have been all over this. No, it, it's it's a really good series, and you know we you're, we've been kind of looking at the uh, the um, I'm looking at the wrong thing. The you can do it. I don't know why my brain. Uh, this is twice now. Uh, the Telecaster Deluxe, uh, but they have like a traditional Telecaster as well. Yeah. With this, um, they also yeah, have a, they, they also have a bunch of strats and stuff. And the site just lists the pickups on the Jazzmaster as being ceramic single coil pickups. So they're they're probably just a strat pickup in a in a Jazz bo- Jazzmaster jazz body. Yeah. And then, um, the the trim, of course, is that's the one of the, I've been trying to figure out why this looked a little off, and it's because it's a uh, Strat tram right on Jazzmaster body, but that's like the uh, what was that model guitar that Squire had? The uh, the, the Jack, Jack Jackcaster, Master. yeah, it's yeah. doing like the Jagcaster thing. I also think it's interesting that they're swapping up colors of the pickguards. Like the blue version of that has a black pickguard, the rose yeah. version, or the the what is it called? Burgundy Mist has a white pickguard. So you could potentially buy both and play swappy swappy with the pickguards for some different color combinations. <laughs> Well, uh, there are, there are some of these. Oh, there's an Affinity Jazz Bass. Well, there you go. I'll let that load up for myself. Maybe we'll see. Yeah, I I've I have not played an Affinity Series guitar in a really long time. I've heard they've gotten a lot better. I the ones that are lodged into my brain. I tried out when I was super hot on the the Bullet Mustangs. So hot. I went and tried out one of the Affinity uh, uh, Jaguars or Jazzmasters. Uh, that's not from this line, but from the previous line. I tried it in a store, and I thought it was fine. I thought it was a good option, um, but it didn't grab my attention and my imagination and my affection the way the Bullet Mustang did. There was just something more special about that guitar to me. Um, but I don't know. 250 280 bucks. For a bunch of these prices are going up on everything all over the world these days i feel like these are probably going to be a fun guitar for the money i think that's the other thing that's hard for me is i don't know i don't know how these are if these are priced appropriately unfortunately well you know all the mexican stuff well the, like the classic vibes and you know the contemporaries and stuff like that those are pushing 400 450 yeah. now yeah so these are half price of the the higher end squires mm-hmm they're a quarter of the price of your entry-level Mexican Fender right. stuff. With you know a bunch of that Mexican stuff is pushing a thousand bucks now, so yeah, it's a quarter of that. Yeah, Musicians Friend has the current um, HSS Strat at two thirty, and here we're looking at an HSS Strat for I guess the Flame Maple Top. For 300 so it's a little bit of an increase but it's not huge a tr- a normal like sss is 250 so 230 to 250 is not like a big jump yeah um so yeah i guess you know again i'm i don't follow the price points at this level not because i keep saying he's so well off he doesn't even have to pay attention to this cheap trash anymore it's because i haven't like shopped for a guitar in a long time yeah that's true too remember going to guitar shops and just what are those like cruising around like i'm gonna check out this guitar shop because i've got time i've got nothing better to do yeah remember that time in our life when we could be bored (laughs) yeah yesterday (laughs) uh i had rehearsal 
and we're going to have live symbols on Sunday uh-huh. uh, for Easter because we're doing outdoor service. But for rehearsal, we're indoor with live symbols, and everybody was like freaking out. Uh, and the drummer's like, I can't play any softer. <laughs> and and we're, we're at the Lemon Grove campus, which is like two miles away from Sam Ash. And the whole time I was like, I really wanted to be like, hey, guys, I can be back. I can go to like Sam Ash and be back in like 20 minutes with some hot rods. Like, <laughs> do you want me to just go get some hot rods? Go get it, hot rod. But uh, it was also funny because I was standing right next to the drums. And I was like. This just feels normal to me for the first time. I gotta in a say, I do time. not, I do not miss playing at church and standing right next to the drum kit. Oh, I did man. that for too long. It was well, not I, safe. It was not fun. I still had my ears in, so I'm like, I'm oh, still yeah. blocking most of the. To me, I don't know, but I guess because I don't, I don't have to hear. Like, if the cymbals mix in with everything else, it's fine. If you're a vocalist and you can't mix the cymbals out of hearing your own vocal, I guess it's more of a problem. Um, but whatever. So anyways, these pictures of guitars are still up here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you guys think? I want to read your comments. What do you think of these affinities? Is is anyone in our audience in the market for, you know, $250 squires? Are these affinities attractive to you? I, I'm kind of compelled by that, by that jazz master. Like, I don't need it in my life. But if I was looking for a new cheap guitar to do like a big modding journey on, that looks like fun to me. I wonder how it's routed. Because it's only got the single pickup switch on the lower horn. I wonder if there's a route for controls mm. underneath that top horn to drop fun stuff into, you know? Uh, maybe. I mean, if you, even Pro- if it's not routed, grab yourself a hammer and a chisel, oh right? <laughs> At least use a drill bit, Ryan. To a, oh, my gosh. But if Too you're gonna, soon. If you're going <laughs> to. Too soon. <laughs> um, I, you know, the more I look at it, I think this blue, the blue with a black pickguard Jazzmaster looks no, I'd I'd be going for that that burgundy miss. I, I would that's... go. I would do. I think I would do burgundy and black. I think the white hardware, what the white hardware on on budget squires always looks bad to me. And I think that's and maybe what, it's just the picture. It could just be the picture. I think that is what's making them look cheap. As you can see, how cheap the pit guard looks. Yeah, it's it's just too bright. It maybe if it was like a if it was like a off white like a mint. Right. Also, Fender. I've noticed this. They do kind of an awful job of photographing their guitars. They're using light that's way too soft and you lose all the depth of like the sparkle in the finish and you lose like any depth that's going on with the pickguard materials and things like that. They tend to wash out their guitars for their product photography. And in in one way, it's kind of better Mm -hmm. because you end up getting a guitar that looks better than it looked like in the pictures. (laughs) And in summary, you got anything else? I I don't. Summary piece. Uh, tomorrow, Ryan will be receiving his last piece of Fender gear. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, they're shipping me the. Uh, are you supposed? To, is it released? The, yeah, people oh, already okay. know about it. The uh, the the uh, the Mustang Micro headphone plug amp thing. I'm going to do a demo of that and explore that. So I hope it's good. I hope I like it. Uh, I have a couple other cheap kind of like headphone style little things around here. I don't know if I'm going to do a comparison. I think if it makes sense, I'll do a comparison, but other than not, other than that, then I'm probably just going to do a straight demo of it first and then do comparisons later. I don't know. Um, but yeah, what's new, dude? Do we do what's new now? No, we do uh, the next ad. Uh, this is sent by, the first ad was sent by Daniel Esporma. Because technically the leaked affinities was a topic and now we're doing it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is a 
PV T40. How much do they want for this? Let's start with the price. $900. This is probably a good price is the problem. The prices have been going up on the PV stuff. This is a 1983 PV T40 in extremely rare red and rosewood combo. Um, every bass player needs to own a T40 at least once in their... I've never owned a T40. Well, then you're not a real I bass know. player. Well, you it doesn't get say every it. real bass player. It just says every bass player. Oh, so you then can, you're, not, you're, you're not even I'm not a bass even player. I'm not a fake bass player. Um, Why is my internet going so bad? I don't know. Might consider trades. This is a bass that can sound like any other passive bass. Yeah, there's regular ones on here for nine seventy nine, two eighty four, nine nine nine. So this is Why actually... Why is this one $2,500? Because it's old stock, whatever that. Oh, that actually, uh, that maybe that might be the the super fair right. Oh, you pickups. there's just the red body for one twenty plus one plus twenty five shipping. Good grief! Yeah, the the oh, market has man. gone up on these. They used to be like, you know, if you go to a pawn shop, there's the Kramer uh, Gorky Park, and there's one of these hanging next to it. Yeah, like that's every pawn shop in America. Um, so these uh. These pickups, they have a bunch of switches on it that allow you to do a bunch of different things. This one's been plucked, and it includes the chainsaw molded plastic case, uh, which is, these cases are actually kind of like, people will pay extra for these cases. This is really clean, and the the areas where the paint's roughed up a little bit is just your classic like natural relicing yeah. on the edges. Man, this is sharp. They should have done a lot more of this PV series in solid colors like this instead of doing this the raw oak kind of look. I bet it weighs a ton, but damn, this is like this is like the Rickenbacker of the 80s. I'm looking at this and getting real classy vibes. Mm. And just those fat bridges they threw on these things. Uh they actually comment uh the only single downside to this base is that it is a heavy beast. Yeah, no I th- kidding. I think the weight falls in somewhere between 11 and 235 pounds. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Uh, is $900 too much for T40? No, not anymore. While you can still find natural finished T40s in player shape in the five dollars to $600 range, good luck finding this color combo in this shape uh, anywhere near this price. The much more common red maple neck combo on Reverb uh, is $300 more than what I'm asking. And then basically, apparently, they just bought two bases, and that's why they have to sell this one. <laughs> this is man. PV- this is this is a whole thing. Like you know, people talk about you know, uh, uh, you know, people want to go back to the beginning of the season so they can put some money on the Cubbies. <laughs> Uh, but I kind of just want to go back to like 2005. So you could pick one of these up. The problem is, is in 2005, I had Steven 2005 money. Uh, which was uh, like $10 an hour as a biotech intern. Uh, I need to go back to 2005. Yeah, but you didn't have any kids or responsibility, dude. That yeah. $10 that ten an hour then no. is is like $75 an hour now. No. <laughs> All you had to spend that money on was like gas. Yeah. I lived at home. Yeah. I had, did I have savings? <laughs> I don't remember. You had all that money to blow just on yeah, cool red guitars. $10. This is totally your style. Hour. You could slim down your whole collection to your red Telecaster and this red bass, and that would be like <laughs> your forever Steve rig. If I sold all of my other guitars, I could afford this guitar. <laughs> I, I don't think I'd ever seen any of these with a solid color before seeing this ad, which is crazy. 
I've seen, I think I've seen black. I'm pretty sure I've just oh, seen Oh yeah, I've black. seen black, but I've never seen the red. It pops. Yeah, and I feel like maybe- So I, nice. I've seen black and I've seen white. Like, of course, I guess like if you're uh, if you're pedantic, those aren't colors. Those are shades. <laughs> yes, that is pedantic for sure. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we could get into hues and shades and all that sort of stuff and tents. All right. Oh, no. Don't get me started. You got, you got to do your science thing last episode. You, you, you want to get, do your color you thing? You get me started on what, color theory. What Pantone is this, Ryan? <laughs> Tell us. Let's talk about Pantone. This isn't Pantone. This is more of like a short tone. That's a clothing joke. Pants, shorts. Get it? I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> I was going to say that I wish PV would reissue these, but then I realized they would not do the same bridge. They wouldn't do the same pickups. No. It would be no. a shadow of its former self. Like the hardware on these guitars makes it, of course, like if they did a reissue, like it would probably be made out of some sort of wood that isn't the same weight as just iron, which would be good, which would be nice. Um, but man, the look of this thing and the knobs, the PV knobs, mm -hmm. this is like peak PV right here. What this needs is not for PV to reissue this. What this needs is um, someone, uh, someone like I would say someone like a Hallmark, not Hallmark, yeah, but not actual Hallmark. No, you mean like Eastwood? Maybe Eastwood, but Eastwood use, usually uses normal like off the shelf hardware. Yeah, that's I'm the problem. Hallmark, where they're like, oh, you know, they're doing all the custom bridge work. Yeah, and, they have like reproduction bridges made and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, if you could get the reproduction, a reproduction of this bridge and those pickups and even those knobs made, but with a different branding on them, there might be like an aftermarket market. Yeah. Aftermarket market market for I, these I guitar parts. I, I have a feeling these pickups just don't exist. Oh, sure. Like, so, oh, we mean, don't I'm even sure. know. They, they might not even sound great, but damn, this guitar is sharp. Yeah. That's a sharp looking guitar. So sharp. You could cut yourself on it. <laughs> so what's new, dude? Uh, what's new is we need to do a sponsor spot right now. Oh, okay. Uh, this week's first sponsor is Chase Bliss Audio. We didn't grab any pedals anywhere, so Ryan's reaching around. I've got an empty box for the Bliss Factory here. <laughs> I've got a full box for the Bliss Factory right here. There you go. This is the black one. It's not for sale. You can't buy any of these because they sold out. But we're going to show it to you anyway. A lot of their stuff you can't even buy anymore. Uh, Chase Bliss, they make pedals more creative than you are. If you're looking for uh, just a ton of options, uh, this was the Bliss Factory. This starts its life as a Zvex Fuzz Factory, and then it gets the uh, Chase Bliss treatment with all your little dip switches on the back and tons of switching options on the front. All their pedals are just dripping with settings, like billions of combinations, guys. And I'm not joking. You can, like You can just ramp ramp things all over the place ramp them LFOs, bounce them affect them expression them midi them oh my gosh it, the sky is the limit with chase with pedals and that's why we say for pedals more creative than you are go check out chase bliss audio dot com <laughs> so what's new uh what's new is let's do your what's new first because i think it's gonna flow better well yeah it definitely flows uh i jammed a drill through my finger and it took my finger. Are you flipping off the camera? No, that's the wrong finger for that, but I could. Uh, um, I was drilling together a gate for my deck over the weekend, mm. and I had the drill. So you can lock. So when your kids get out, you can lock them out. Right, right. I had. Uh, uh, I had the screw bit 
in my drill, not like a, uh, not for drilling holes, but for driving screws. Yeah. Uh, and I wasn't, I wasn't even running the drill, mm -hmm. but I had full pressure on a screw and I was being distracted by my children who were climbing over everything that I was doing and the screw slipped off. I had full pressure on it and I slammed that drill bit down into my fingernail and it punctured right through the fingernail. And it is just as upsetting as that sounds like it hurt a lot. I was supposed to play at church the next day. I was going to play the Acoustasonic at church. <laughs> I had all this, I had my pedal board put together for it and oh. I had it all planned out. And I was like, well, there's no possible way. Uh, I was like, oh, maybe I can limp through it. And I woke up Sunday morning just with my finger throbbing <laughs> to the point where I'm like, gosh, I hope this isn't infected. <laughs> you know? uh, but it's not infected. It seems to be healing fine. I can play guitar again now, recording on a Thursday. So five days later or whatever. Um, but man, it's ugly. And. Thankfully, it's a pretty clean crack and it doesn't go all the way to the edge of my nail. Mm -hmm. But I'm not stoked about this growing out. Like, this is going to become a problem it's as it grows out. It might just fall off. Ah, don't say that. It might just fall off. Ah, shut up. Ah. Well, when I had, so I did that to a toe. I didn't drill a hole. Do you in play my toe. guitar with your toes? No, 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 Steve? no, no. just listen. Well, I was gonna, what I was going to say is I had a nail. So fall, mine's worse, right? I had a nail fall off of a toe, but most of the new nail had already grown in. So it's, oh, it's yeah. Kinda like, it, it was like the new nail was really soft. It was kind of like a. I had that happen once. Like a shedding beetle. I totally wrecked a toenail, and it was so bad that I didn't even want to look at it. Oh, yeah. And I just wrapped it up with a band aid, and I I just kept wrapping it. And then one day, like I took off the Band-Aid and I looked at it and I was, I was like, okay, I got to I gotta face the facts and see what's going on here. And I'm messing around with it and then the toenail just falls off in my hand. And that's very upsetting. But then I had like half a toenail grown in yeah. underneath it. So hopefully that's what <laughs> happens with your finger. I hope it doesn't fall off you at all. You know what you need is those that uh, you already made the video for it is those little finger oh, shut caps. Up. I don't want the finger condoms. <laughs> finger condoms. <laughs> They'll protect I your don't, fingers. I don't think it's going to fall off. But I, I can play with it now. It's It didn't... My fingernail is intact as it is. It just has a crack across, like, most of the middle. And there's a lot of bruising and dark, gross stuff underneath the nail. So, uh, I shouldn't be drilling things. I got to protect these moneymakers here, guys. <laughs> like, I've, like, I play any riffs that are important that anyone needs to hear. But still... <laughs> Apparently you play some riff off of some kid's show. Yeah, yeah. My my son was watching this show when Steve came in today. I was like, oh, I rip off uh, one of the riffs in here all the time for the pod <laughs> for, for for demo videos. <laughs> it's the one that goes dun dun do 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 do. Oh yeah, that yeah, one. That one. Oh. So what's new with you, man? You just got back uh, from a big trip. I did just get back from a big trip. Oh, there. <laughs> There's a pawn shop. Have a nice trip, Phoenix Falls. There's a pawn trip in, <laughs> a pawn in trip. Hur Hurricane. There's a pawn shop in Hurricane Utah called Family Pawn. It's a drive-through pawn shop. I don't understand how that works. But also it's like pawn shop, family pawn shop. It's fun for the whole family. Bring your kids. Um, uh, I didn't go in. I, I, I didn't have time. And that was well, I think family means like family run, not for you. No, it's like, it's like advertised as like family, bring fun. your whole family here hmm. to like buy stuff. Interesting. 
Like I have a feeling the drive-through thing that's just for for you selling things. Probably, or maybe if you like, maybe if you go to their website, you can buy pick things up. I don't know. Anyway, uh, today is April Fool's Day. The, the day that we're recording the day, this. Day we're recording. Don't this. be fooled. You're yeah. probably listening to this on like April fourth on a Monday. Fifth. Yeah, we're recording fifth. on a, on a Thursday. That is not the fool, guys. We're not trying to fool you right now. Fifth. On this the comes fifth. Out on the yeah. Fifth. Um, so there are a few April Fools uh, on the internets. A couple. Uh, I didn't. There see was a, one or two. I didn't see a ton this year. I felt like I saw less than usual. Well, there was more this year than last year because last year everyone just like was like That's never true. mind. That's true. Never mind. I forgot about yours, and yours is like yours is really good. I, Thank I you. Just thought yours was very good. I feel really good about mine, um, especially since at the time that I was watching it on my phone, my home internet was out. So I I did a fake unboxing of a mystery guitar, and I just edited the video to make it look like the the signal was dropping on whatever device you're watching it like it like the the resolution would drop intermittently and then it would go to black and have like the spinning wheel and i feel a bit like an asshole for getting so much pleasure out of all the people commenting that they went and restarted their routers <laughs> the, the best well i was just commenting it just to troll people into like like when people were like, oh, oh, my thing, Mike, oh, it's like glitching. I was like, yeah, I just had to reset my router. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not even on it. But the actual funny thing is I didn't realize you were uh, doing like the the bit crushing. Right. Until I showed it to my wife on the TV because I was just watching it on my phone. And on the phone, it just looks like you don't know how to operate a camera. <laughs> it's just like going out of focus. I'm like, right. what's going? It's like it. It almost plays like a Tim and Eric bit, right? Right. Like public access thing. No, I, I exported multiple versions of the video at different resolutions and mm. then re-edited them in. Wow. Yeah. So I did a little bit of work on it. It wow. was fun. I didn't. I think the, the the key to a good April Fool's gag is not working too hard on it. When you get when you work too hard on it, then it crosses over into kind of like try hard cringe sort of territory. I think it depends on how you do it because sure. um, I think so the, I'll say the worst April fools I've seen that worst April fools joke. I saw this year was Dean's. Did you see Dean's? Was that the one with like the rainbow? It's like the rainbow Dean ML. I thought that was kind of cool. It would be the problem. The problem with it is there's all these people in the comments going like, this would be better if it wasn't a joke. If you actually just right. sold this, no, I'd be totally. I would. I would praise Dean for the first time in my life <laughs> if they came out with a set of ironic photo finished guitars yeah. that have like kind of like really cheerful and out of character graphics for them. You know, yeah, um, like a My Little Pony themed Lisa Frank, exactly, ofi exactly, an officially licensed Lisa Frank Dean Razorback. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The uh, the one that it was, I think they they definitely put a lot of work into it. Uh, they got a couple. It, well, I'll come back to this one. Sure, sure. Uh, the JHS Walrus run, Walrus one. I've only actually seen the JHS content for it. I haven't seen right, right. much of the Walrus content. Um, I was only seeing photos. Are there videos or anything like that? Uh, ja, uh, the JHS channel did like uh, a couple Instagram stories oh, where okay. he's like, "Oh yeah, the guys at Walrus really." knocked out like the kilt setting is just like kilt 
but it's like simplified. Like they just managed to get the best setting because the kilt has all these switches on right, it. Right, right. So That's the just, trick. They they made a four knob drive pedal. Made it. They photoshopped a four draw. No, they drive. made it. They made it. Made it. Yeah, it exists. Like okay. Josh Scott is holding a physical product, but it doesn't do those functions. It can't. We we don't think we're assuming if it does those functions, I'll be shocked if they did all the DSP work to to model all those different. <laughs> well, it's uh, all analog. Things. They're all it analog. can't be all analog. They're using they're Shut using a, it's called USMD. <laughs> it's ultra small manufacturing devices. <laughs> um, I I think that concept is fun. It's obviously a take on like the Muffaletta and the bonsai and stuff like that. Like having a single pedal that does a bunch of different yeah. settings. But the fact that it, in concept, it does various completely different drive sounds. Right, right. I would like to see that in real life with fuzzes where it doesn't have to be like a nine position rotary switch. It could be like a three position switch. Like you have one fuzz pedal and it is a muff. It is a tone bender. It is a super fuzz. Okay. Maybe it's a fuzz face. Like it is all, it's like four or five classic fuzzes because people, DIY builders always brag like, oh, like this fuzz is really only like eight components. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If it's only eight components, you could put five fuzzes in a box for less components than like most normal pedals. Yeah, but there's still a certain size unless you SMD them all. No, you know, the SMD is totally on the table. All right. I'm All totally right. fine with that. Make a normal size pedal that can be five classic fuzzes is what I'm asking yeah. for. Uh, we just watched the Strandberg ukulele. That was know. fun. Yeah, and I walked away from that actually thinking I'd play that. Yeah. So this is, you know, you're talking about uh, the one that I think was both. They both did the but I think when you do a lot of effort in the right way. It pays off. Like I think Strandberg is in that. The fact that JHS Walrus has a physical product. Right. That he, that. Even if it's not a real product, there's a physical. You know, it's like the J just did the light bulb right years ago. They mounted a light bulb to a box. It was a physical product. It just didn't do anything, right? Um, Reverb.coms with uh, Andy's. Uh, did you watch that one? I did. I did. That was that, fun. That was fun. And I think what put it over the top. But was, I think that might cross the line into the, like try too hard territory. For you me. think so? Well, I, th I think I think the thing that I don't like is the false history sort of right. April Fool's gags. Where it's right, like, because this person didn't exist all right, at all. Okay, I sure. like how they kept leaning into uh, Andy's like, oh, but first, here's my clean tone. And like, oh, he's like, and, yeah, I loved, I loved the constant fake house of yeah. like, and now we'll get into it. Oh, wait, but hold on. Here's a thing you probably want to know. Right, right. That was cool. Uh, and then, of course, they had uh, a couple uh, cam cameos uh, from Blake uh -huh. and from uh, Philippe from Caroline, yeah. uh, which was fun. Um, which you can use to transition to. To uh, the Caroline uh, April Fool's joke was they came out with the drive pedal. They sent an email out early this morning. For a pedal called the blues it's the pedal for when you want the blues um and pull it out steve you've got one just right. stop burying the lead they sent one to steve and it's really cool i have the blues <laughs> this and is uh, green od this is a uh, od 808 green this thing <laughs> cracks me up because the uh this knobs you know caroline uh caroline guitar company is well known for their cryptic knobs yeah cryptic uh icon iconography the ones on here are stonks justice and uh medical 
because it is stonks lawyer and doctor right you've got your blues stock trader your blues lawyer and your blues doctor here and it's in uh that uh that dumble font sort of thing going on yeah did you notice that i did and it says the blues expensive amplifier i Uh, haven't heard it yet in person i watched the uh demos in the dark demo it sounds like a really nice kind of like lightly fizzy creamy sort of overdrive i plugged it into my uh um, Black Star, which yeah. is a tiny little amp, and it's it sounds really good through that. And actually, one of the settings on here, which is a lot of fun, is uh, and it's one of the recommended settings is uh, I think this is like the blackface setting I want to say because it's like a blackface or tweed. Oh, okay. Kind of tone tonal here, and then the drive all the way down and just using it as like a a cleanish boost into like the, the Black Star. I was like. There's so much volume here. And then my family started complaining about me being too loud with a three watt amplifier. You know, Steve, if people are complaining that you're too loud, it's just because you're playing music that they don't want to hear. That's probably true. <laughs> no one complains when someone plays really good music really loud. Um, but this is really cool. And they're going to make there. There is a, the email today was for uh, a wood cap version of this. Um, and they're going to. Was it like a Prisma collab? No, there's another company that uh, they've been working with. I, I don't. I want oh, okay. to say it's called Reeve. The company is Reeves, uh, but they do the same, a similar type of top. Gotcha. I does. only saw the picture. I didn't read the um, thing. And uh, and th- I, I guess this is going to be a production pedal. I believe in blue. Uh, the when the final one comes out, but this one is, the green one is pretty is cool. super cool, and it's a great sounding pedal. So uh, big thanks for Caroline to sending that. I just kind of came out of the blue uh so i love that you're on their their list to send stuff to when i'm the one who does demos you want to demo i probably will want to film it at some point um so yeah that's it there's there's some like weird facebook april fool stuff going on today that i don't really want to talk about because it's dumb oh my gosh it's so dumb and by the time this comes out no one's gonna care no one even cares what we're talking about right now they will still probably be complaining about it because they're gonna be dealing with it for at least 28 days really really quick my personal hot take on this gear talk praise and worship which is usually spelled out gear talk p ampersand w changed their name to gear talk w-a-p worship and praise capital w-a-p and they are losing they are losing <laughs> members by the thousands over there right now because it's you know, it's full of christians and they're upset that it's named after the wet ass pussy song now <laughs> I think it's hilarious. And the most hilarious thing about it, as someone who runs a side group for fun that nothing useful happens in, but I change the name on it constantly, I know all too well you have to wait 28 days (laughs) to change your name on Facebook groups. The way you get around that is by having less than 100 members. Gear Talk has 30,000 members. They just need to kick out 29,900 members and then they can change the name (laughs) again. So they're stuck with Gear Talk wet ass pussy on their praise and worship group for a month <laughs> all right this next ad was sent by peter j stevens when you say it out loud <laughs> when you say it out loud oh it's so funny 
<laughs> we were doing the, we were doing the hack shrimp thing. <laughs> well, that's what you got on the calendar. Yeah, that's what I got you. <laughs> uh, you didn't provide any information on this. I didn't have the screen. Oh, I think I accidentally put it into. I I noticed it's is <laughs> the last screen grab is here on. A, okay, custom guitar and amplifier. Um, but then this is also just, uh, okay, there's no information on there, so we don't have to worry yeah, about this it. This is a oh, Hackstrom guitar customized works well with a G three X effects pedal attached. Um, and they want 500 bucks for it. 500 Australian dollars, which I think is like 400 us. Um, this thing is, has been low. It's a zoom, right? A, G, a zoom multi-effect Yeah, has been hacked into this like semi-hollow ES-335 style thing here with the foot switches included in the body. Like, I guess if you're going to hack into a guitar, semi-hollow has the least amount of wood to hack something like this into. It just looks like a crazy sloppy job. Does this also include the blue, the Roland Blues a Cube Street? It, with this? That was part of the ad, I think. So that's part of the 500 bucks. So it... You got to consider that this guitar yeah. is actually they're selling it for like 350 375 something like that and consider the value of that are these hagstroms are these hagstroms worth anything i don't know if they're worth anything this is not the model of hagstrom i would buy if i was going to buy a hagstrom but uh i don't it, i my impression is that the modern hagstroms are are really decent playable guitars at the prices that they sell them at i feel like this is the most um ambitious pedal rehousing <laughs> I've seen. Um, you know, we talked about the built, the Chase Bliss Bilts uh, not too long ago. Yeah. Um, those are a cleaner execution, but I don't think they're as ambitious as this. Well, also in this guitar is very dirty. Look at all the dust. In on order it. to get to this level of ambition, uh, Built needs to rehouse a, a Chase Bliss uh Automatone I should do this with the Zoom 2100 that I have. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> hack it into a guitar. Um, I mean, Zoom, like a lot of their modern stuff is really good. I have a feeling that there's some really decent sounds in this. My real question here is how is it powered? Because this thing's got to be powered off of a wall wart for sure. Um, there's this big old battery on oh, the back. Oh, that's that, what was on the back. That's the back. That's, they literally just cut out like oh the gosh. square for this on the back and so i think what they did is they just cut it out the back cut out the back and then cut the top to fit the face and the knobs and then just pushed well, it in there obviously they're really happy with the results because they're selling it yeah <laughs> this guitar that's, that's really how you know really worked out that's how you know is they're trying to get rid of it comes with a nice case oh that makes it worth it you can't reverse this though. You can't take this guitar back to normal. It's done. Like you have to want this. This is absurd. This is just like, I don't. And the placement of the foot switches on the guitar body. I am sure they had to do that just because they're dropping it in there. They didn't actually reassign the positions of the foot switches. Right. right. That, that one closest to the arm rest area, that would bother me. I think I'd end up fudging that quite a bit even the knobs well it's got two knobs broken off <laughs> this thing is such well, a well it just is missing the knobs they're not broken off they're just not there you know what you know what the problem like is the pots are still intact they didn't go far enough they should have taken apart that uh that micro cube and shoved the speaker into the guitar too 
Like the fact that the, the fact that you need to have an amp with this guitar is a major failure when they've already incorporated a multi-effect unit. You incorporate an amp and then this thing is a standalone tone machine. So I'm looking at pictures of this. They did hack this up. There's supposed to be a wall pedal on No, here. there's a model that doesn't have the expression. Oh, that's just... No, but this is a G3X. The G3X has... Wow, they must have really hacked off, hacked it up then if, if they were able to get rid of the expression pedal. I wonder yeah. if they reassigned... I would have reassigned the expression pedal to the one of the knobs on the guitar. I wonder if they did something like that. It would be so nice if there was more information about this guitar. <laughs> but man, that's wild. 500 bucks... I don't know. I've I I keep hearing that it's hard to come by guitars in Australia versus the rest of the world, and prices can be really crazy down there. So maybe this is a steal. Australians, five hundred dollar reduce. Is this a steal? Despite it being completely mangled, would you take your dollar reduce kangaroo money and throw it at this just because it's a guitar for cheaper than you can normally get, despite its flaws? Yeah, I think this was hacked up. I think. I think maybe... Well, we know the guitar was hacked up, but you're saying the multi-effect unit I was hacked up. Because look at where the knobs are located. Those knobs are like not... Oh, yeah, they're not centered. They're not centered. Yeah, you're right. And I'm looking at pictures of it, and the knobs are supposed to be centered. Even on like one of the ones, the Zoom G3, which this isn't a G3. This is a G3X, it says on the panel. Right, right. But on the G3, the knobs are centered. Like each... This... Each... One of these is a separate effects bank that you yeah. can turn off and on. <laughs> it's so bonkers. You'd think that if they were if they were fully hacking it up and reassigning the position of those switches, they would have put them somewhere else on the guitar. It's such an odd I think, placement. So I think the thing is, is well, it, they're probably attached to a circuit board. Yeah, they're probably attached to a circuit board. They can only move it so far. Right. And so what they did is they offset it just enough that this the switch on the far, uh, I guess, closest to the controls, so the far left of the pedal, the way I'm thinking about it, mm -hmm. um, isn't right next to that volume. Why line. this? Why this Zoom G3X? Why did they choose this? It's probably just because that's what, that's they, what had. they had. That is what they had, so that's what they used. Uh, what would be more ideal? Anything else? I think like the HX Stomp. No, like the, the Zoom MS50 would have been smart. The little single-sized mm -hmm. one. Yeah. You're taking up a lot less real estate. You can stack multiple effects in it. You can run it off of, I think, two 9-volt batteries. Not 9 volts, two AA okay. batteries. Okay. I'm going to let you finish, but I've solved this. Okay, do it. They should have built the name of seller, Hagstrom of the Future, and just mounted this Zoom G... 3X to this Hagstrom guitar using door hinges. <laughs> All last episode. Yeah. Talking exactly. about that bass. Exactly. No, I would I would have been much happier if this was like that's like a more like a Devo mod where uh Mark Motherspro would like duct tape mm -hmm. pedals to his guitars and stuff like that. Like just attach this to the face of it. Like don't remove wood. You're in Australia. Guitars are hard to come by, apparently. Don't take them out of the environment. Don't ruin a guitar just to hack in your multi-effect unit. It's so dumb. Like, you cannot take this back. You remove this, and there's a gaping hole in this guitar on both sides of it and multiple holes that no one wants. 
kind of a sad thing to do to an otherwise kind of classy looking guitar. Oh, well, I'm looking forward to hearing from the uh, the Aussies in our audience. How much? See how much this is. Like, is this tempting is all I want to know. Mm. As an Australian, mm. I keep hearing it's tough down there for guitars. Is this tempting at 500? It's tough out there for a pimp. <laughs> all right. This, uh, this show is also sponsored by Big Ear Pedals. Uh, Grant and Karen at Bigger Pedals. Um, Ryan just making a we have a bit of here. extra content coming out this week. It's not going to come out today. Maybe I'll publish it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We're doing um, our Unscaw My Song video. Oh, yeah. And one of the songs features the Albi. Yeah. And we heard it and like, that's the Albi. Yeah. We can hear the Albi on this track and it's fun. So keep an ear out for that. Uh, it's a fun pedal. It's a curated multi-effect. This would have been a good one to drop into the Hagstrom. There you go. I mean, that, that's a perfect pedal. To, two it's knobs, so simple. Two knobs. Uh, you put the lights underneath the pit guard or something like mm-hmm. that, and you need only a single foot switch, and you have a multi-effect right there that you can drop. You can drop this into any Hagstrom you want, guys, without ruining it. You could replace the existing controls. Two knobs on a, on a two humbucker guitar, and the other knobs can be your main volume and your tone. Is perfect. Grant, Karen. Make a drop-in for Hagstrom Guitars. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I'll be. <laughs> but they've been uh, longtime supporters of this show in multitudes of ways. They're good friends of ours. If you're shopping for a pedal that they make, whether it be a reverb, a curated multi-effect, a rat-style pedal, uh, a really cool fuzz, go check out Big Ear Pedals. They've got some fun stuff. We good? We're, we're, so we're good. We're moving we're all on. good. We paid the bills. All right. Uh, this next topic was sent into the Facebook group. Do you still have that queued up? Uh, I have a screen grab. I have to get back to it because I was looking at other pictures on my phone. Where oh, is it? Where is it? It's about snake oil. What is the biggest snake oil in the guitar industry, in your opinions? Asked Adam R. Pope. The Pope is asking. Uh, well, the biggest snake oil currently is... The effects pedal line uh, being sold by Rob Chapman, Snake Oil Effects. <laughs> Literally called Snake Oil. Yeah. I I thought about this ever so slightly for about half a minute when I saw it. I was like, oh, that could be a fun topic to riff on. And my main takeaway right now, my hot take, is that anything could be snake oil to you. There's certainly products that get that get thrown around a lot like, oh, hey, here's a, a nut made out of mammoth tusk. Here's a bridge made out of the same brass as Louis Armstrong's trumpet or something like that. Right. There's, there's stuff in that neighborhood of things that are snake oil that people chase down for their individual builds and rigs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But we all have stuff that we do like, oh yeah, this is the pick. This is the pick that ju- I think it just sounds the best. It's just the, it, everyone that doesn't use this but pick is being a dumbass. Oil, doesn't snake oil implies imply that it doesn't actually matter? Like no, that's what I'm saying. It's having not that it doesn't matter, that it's having no effect. You can have something that is is in that is dumb. To I don't you. think it means no effect. I think it means like like you think about what snake oil is, the medicine. It's a, it's a remedy that has no evidence behind it. It might do I something. Mean, bridge, so. It might do something, but the reality is that w- the real snake oil, the real like medicinal stuff, it really just got you fucked up because yeah, <laughs> it was mostly boots, and it was very you know it became very popular because of prohibition. Surprise, surprise. You want to you want to hear a, a really really fun fact? I do. 
the original the original original actual snake oil uh, does have demonstrable medicinal properties um, but that's a specific type of Chinese snake and in the United States they were just grabbing any snake they could just grabbing snakes they're just grabbing or like oiling snakes finding the oiliest snake they could find and, and squeezing that oil or they out. were just like oiling getting oil from like other stuff and being like yeah ancient Chinese secret and we're like and people were like yeah, that's the wrong kind of snake. That's a different kind of snake. But it didn't. It was this whole traveling salesman thing, and there yeah. is certainly a lot of that in the guitar gear industry of different, like you know, like people selling cables that are directional. Yeah, like well, that. that's, so that's the thing is, is like I. That's what I think of as like actual, like a product that doesn't do anything but maybe you think it's doing something like i doesn't year like years and years ago like like two decades ago i was huge into the dean markley blue steel strings Mm -hmm. their snake oil pitch on those is like they're cryogenically frozen yeah can you believe it these strings are cryogenically frozen for all we know all strings are cryogenically Mm -hmm. frozen Mm -hmm. we have no idea if that actually makes a difference it might be better to heat them up Get your strings nice, piping hot before you use them. But I only I I did like those strings. I I didn't use organic strings, Ryan. I didn't care if they were frozen or not. There was something about the feel of them that I liked. Right. Um, I I never once thought like, oh, it's because they're frozen, and the other strings aren't frozen the way these are. So that's the difference. I think I just liked their the gauges that they came in. (laughs) Uh, So to me, it's it's all. See, I think of something... It's self-inflicted. I think we self-inflict these things. I don't think there's one big product that's like, oh, man, this is the thing. Right. And we're all being fooled by it, you know? Right. And maybe this is... Uh, we had, This was an old thing from a while ago that came up in um, the... Uh, in the... Uh, what's mm-hmm. it called? Sorry, my brain. In the Discord, I know. Uh, where basically somebody was trying to say that there's a whole back and forth about uh, Jaguar saddles. Right. And whether or not they sucked. And you had people who were like, who are like, I have experience as a guitar technician. Um, you know, I've worked in a guitar shop, whatever. And Jag Tramp basically saying like the bridges aren't like, are good if you're using them properly and you have it set up right and whatever. But if you don't know how to set it up right, then they're going to be a problem. You got other people who are basically saying like, well, if they're so good, then why does mastery exist? <laughs> and in a sense, like, which isn't to say that like, that is that, which isn't to say that like mastery shouldn't exist, shouldn't exist or that mastery is a snake oil product, but they're also not like a panacea. And I think maybe that's part of the issue is, is does something have to be prescribed as like some sort of like guitar panacea what is a panacea? Panacea is like a cure-all. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So I think is that we, one of those words where if I saw it written out, I would know the word, but I I've never know. heard it said out loud. Maybe, um, but I think of that in terms of like something like the uh, fat. Remember the Groove Tubes Fat Finger? Right, right. Which later became a Fender product Man, <laughs> for we're some reason. Definitely never getting anything from Fender ever again. <laughs> um, the Fat Finger was, you know, oh. D- you got to have that extra weight in your headstock, I and guess. And it's made out of brass, it's like made trumpets, out of tone brass, um, and and whatever. Like I, I don't, I don't really. There's, there's probably some 
some like well, that came out of the whole 1970s thing of like oh heavy means heavy sustain is, heavier is better yeah and there's and there's probably some like very loose small correlation but it's kind of like the last paul thing where people are like oh i check this out strum the strum your last paul timer oh man 30 seconds you can still hear that note ringing it's like who cares man like <laughs> if you're not if you're unless you're in sun Right. Or Ghost or one of these kinds of bands. Like, uh, I don't see, like, unless you're doing like super ambient or super doomy, like, you're never sustaining a note. There for that are long. guitars I've played that do sustain longer than other guitars that I've played, but I play 16th notes and more. It's the, but, you know, <laughs> the sustain. Well, then the sustain argument's even funny now when you have uh, bands like, uh, like, uh, was it uh, Vol Wolfpack that are getting like really popular and and kind of the rise of this like return to like a lot of funk influence and mm-hmm. a lot of like indie rock and whatever where it's like nobody nobody's sustaining anything everything is like chicken picking compressed or it's this right. disco funk influence or you know whatever and it's like it's a lot of quick fast attack notes. There's a lot of ideas that go in and out of style that can be snake oily. And I think at this current point in guitar culture, a lot of that has been diffused to the point where people just realize, oh, we all just want different things out of our instruments and there's different ways to achieve that. And there's no one true perfect way to do anything. But when I first got on the internet back in the late nineties, like the Harmony Central forum days, like just people fighting, like, no, every guitar needs to be neck through bolt on mm-hmm. not good enough glued in neck definitely not good enough and then you have the people in the glued in neck camp like no the glue is a perfect seal it's perfect contact <laughs> and that the, i think the equivalent now is the stainless steel fret people <laughs> i think stainless steel frets serve a purpose in so far there's that, a like, fun- you just never have to get them replaced ever but you again. do actually do they, you they do still wear they just wear slower and I've actually seen people start to complain online, like, hey, this guitar's supposed to have stainless steel frets, but I'm starting to get divots in it. Well, at the it's rate. Like, yeah, you can divot stainless steel. It's not it's the, impervious. At, it's not unobtainium. Right. Maybe adamantium at, or whatever. Maybe it's just on, at the rate that I play my guitars, they'll never wear down. Right, right. Um, uh, the, there is practical things about it. It wears slower. Uh, people report that it's got a brighter sort of sound to it. I haven't noticed a lot of that with the guitar I have that stain, has stainless steel frets. Like if I if no one told me it had stainless steel frets, I might not ever right. notice. Uh, but man, there's there's always something that's in people's heads that like, no, this is the way. This is the only thing that works. And any anything that deviates from that, people are are being dumbasses. I, I think it is definitely harder now because. There's so much like what rapid response, uh, and so many you know back in the Harmony Central you mentioned Harmony Central right. like basically when you went to these independent forum sites you kind of had these dominant personalities and people tended to like not post links or there just weren't a there lot weren't of links. links there weren't videos links, yet right? YouTube didn't uh, there exist wasn't yet YouTube exactly if you um, wanted to hear sound samples you had to go to a site that maybe had like a couple sound samples and it was a little wave player yeah and you had to sit there yeah. and wait for it to load for like five minutes yeah so so what uh that brought to mind for me is um is the what's the product called oh idiot oh. Locking tuners. Oh, yeah. 
I'm not going to like I I've had locking tuners don't do what most people think they do. Right. Uh, and locking tuners are great. They allow you to tune, like get your guitar. If you break a string, you want to make your string change just like way fast. Right. They're they are, very they're convenient very good for that for people who work on their guitars and want to do a quick string change. Um, but if you are having um, if you're having an issue where your guitar is falling out of tune locking tuners is probably a solution for that like less than 10 percent of the time maybe less than five percent of the time of, yeah it, it's it's a single digit percentage causing your tuning yeah. issues your biggest tuning issues are your bridge and your nut and then followed after that i mean you, you got to check your truss rod you know or something like that uh, right. the the tuners unless you have tuners that are absolute crap and do actually slip out of tune the thing that you can change about your tuners that will make them more tuning stable is just how you wind them. Yeah. If you're doing a lot of loose winds that are folding over each other, then they're going to slip and they're going to compress as you're yeah, playing. They're, they're going to be a little more unstable. But if, you're, if your winds are lined up really nice, you don't have as few as you need. You need enough to grab onto the post, but as few as you need. So they, they just kind of, they, you know, a couple of them that just line up and they don't overlap each other. They're yeah. not going to slip. You're not going to go out of tune because of your winds. But there's people who think that just having the string go straight through a locking tuner and there's no winds at all, that's going to reduce their tuning issues. And to a certain extent, maybe. But the huge, the big tuning issues are really bridge and nut. Yeah. Or like you said, like a stringing method. Or tre like, you're tre there, there if you've got a tremolo, like a Bigsby or a, a, even a Strat or a Jazzmaster tremolo, those can cause issues too. Those, yeah. You know, bridge, nut, tremolo, those are your huge issues. Yep. And the, the tuners fall so far down yeah. below and, that. And, and if you have an issue with, like if you buy a cheap guitar, right? Right. Or I've definitely had tuners, tuners. I've definitely had tuners that were so cheap or just mismatched to the guitar that they needed to yeah. be changed. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not saying it is or it isn't because I don't know. Uh, but as an example, like you have some of those Amazon, right? Like guitars you can buy on Amazon for less than say 150, 200 bucks. Sure. And those uh, sometimes uh, the tuners on those are going to be more prone to failure because they're budget tuners. They're, what I've you know less than twenty dollars a pack for those tuners. Replacing them with locking tuners will solve the problem of having bad tuners, but they're not fixing your tuning issues because they lock. by their nature, they're locking. Right. They're, they're fixing your tuning problems just as good as a solid set of Goto's right, right. non-locking tuners or Grover non-locking tuners the vast, would work. The vast majority of modern tuners are great. Yeah. They're great. You have to actually work pretty hard to find the crappy ones. And these, you know, import cheap brands do a good job of finding the crappy ones. Yep. I've had it, you know, the uh the uh the TE ninety FLT, the Harley Benton, mm -hmm. the tuners on that are jumpy. They're mm -hmm. not a pleasure to turn, but they hold friction and they stay in tune right. once you set tune. But I could easily go like, oh, I'd prefer to swap these out because right. they feel jumpy. They don't feel pleasurable when I'm tuning the guitar, you know. <laughs> Why are we cashing in money? Uh, because it's time for housekeeping. Housekeeping. Housekeeping is where we talk about our Patreon. Uh, if you want to support the show for as little as $1 a month, you can head on over to patreon.com slash... Uh, what? You Has know how to find... There's a link below. <laughs> 60 Cycle Hum. Like, patreon.com slash 60 Cycle Humcast. We have more than one. I only found one in the email. I don't know where the other one went. 
Uh, I'm probably just losing my mind. The list is getting long at the Um, back of the video, man. But uh, where I just I don't know what's going off my email. But uh, this week at the five dollar I think level because it's four British pounds. uh, We have Tim, uh, which is uh, how many stones is that? um, I don't know. Uh, And at the ten dollar level, which is the inner circle level, uh, we have uh, the email that says Stephen Williams. He's in the Facebook group uh, under a different name, so uh, I'll just send you a name, I guess. Uh, but um, yes, and he's in the on Facebook as I don't. What am I? I don't know. Why Steve I'm, is falling apart during yeah, this housekeeping. This bit. is a weird day. Are you okay? No, no. <laughs> um, Steve McComer. I'll. That's. I don't know go. why that was a problem. Uh, but uh, thanks, guys, for supporting the show, and of course, everyone else uh, who supports the show through Patreon. Or just by listening, uh, you know, leaving a review on iTunes, whatever. We super appreciate it. Um, but yeah. We use that money to make the show possible, to pay for production costs and things like that. To buy food. We bought burritos tonight to feed Steve and I and my family so that we don't have to be cooking meals over here on podcasting night. It's little things that like that that help keep this show viable. It makes it so that it's not a burden on us and it makes it so that we're not doing this out of pocket. Um, so it's a huge deal for us. Um, the Patreon money, I mean, we pull in money various different ways through the podcast and through the YouTube channel, but the Patreon money goes directly to supporting this content. It doesn't go into you know other fanciful things. Like it is the support dollar for the show. So huge thanks to the Patreons. All right, this last ad was sent by C. Noah. Can't pronounce it. Baus. 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 Uh, this is a custom Fender Starcaster Strat guitar gun safe project. Must see. This is for $75 in Eatontown, New Jersey. This is a. Hey, and by Starcaster, they mean the budget brand from Fender that was sold in walmarts and costcos and stuff like that it doesn't mean the semi-hollow throwback to the 70s starcaster model this this this, is a stratocaster shape is what i'm saying this is a stratocaster style guitar that has five strings on it and uh the pit guard has one real screw and all the other screws in the pit guard are not real and uh the one screw that's holding it down, I guess, is loose. So you can uh, lift the pit guard up and turn it to re- reveal a Glock hidden underneath the pit guard. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is you know, full use of a swimming pool route. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I guess all the pickups are fake in order to make, they have to be fake. Yeah, they have to be because they, and the pots too, that he must have glued the knobs down to look like, yeah. but there's a switch there as well. Maybe the switch fits in just fine. I I don't want to see this in person, but I kind of want to see it in person. Like, I don't want to hang out with a person that made this in person. You know, they could have, the, if the strings were like, if the action was set high enough, you could use like some really cheap pickups and just have them pushed like all the way up. I've, I've but taken- But then you think you'd have some wires dangling. I've done enough work on Strat style guitars to know that, this is still going to be a pain in the ass to push that pickguard to the side to grab that gun. Like this is going to be a major fumble if you're like hiding a gun for, you know, home protection 
like purposes. That, I, and I guess that's the thing is like, what, where does this guitar need to sit in a room that having a guitar on a guitar stand or say on a hanger, uh, this is the best place in that room. <laughs> oh yeah, like there's no, there's only one screw holding it in. You hang this on the wall and you're like, there's my secret gun safe. Also, you know, you get, it gets bumped or one day like the, the gun just shifts in the guitar and it just falls out of the guitar yeah, onto well, the floor. it looks like the pit guard is actually Velcroed down. You can see a little piece of Velcro right. uh, in this in this first picture. I mean, like so much of this Velcro here. So much about this guitar is suspect when you're looking at it, you know. Um, but my other thing is, is uh, I, you know, I don't think it's going to fall out. I just again, like I, I am looking around this room mm -hmm. and I guess like when you are in a situation where you need to defend your home and you're like, I need to get to a gun, but I need to be able to get to the gun in a way where the people who maybe also have guns don't realize I'm going to get a gun. So maybe the thought here is when people are like, where are all your valuables? You're like, let me go get my guitar. It's my most valuable possession. And then you go, you like, you lift it up and you hold it flat. And then you go, here you go. And as you start, they like put their gun down so they can take the guitar from you. You go, jokes on you. And you open it up and you pull your gun out. And you're like, now I've got the gun. I don't know. That's all I can think of. No, it's too, it's too many steps to get the gun out of here because you got to be like, oh, let me uh, here, let me grab this guitar. And then you're fumbling with the pit guard and it's making like scraping sounds against the strings. And you're like, oh, damn it, just move over to the side, like rotate. And you're like fumbling with it, tr trying to get a gun out of this. Like I'd almost, it'd make more sense if it didn't have strings on it at all. The strings are the problem because if the strings weren't there, then the, the pit guard could be Velcroed down and then you could more like rip it and grip it and grab your gun, you know, sort of thing. Um, are you looking around for what guitar would be best? Well, I'm, I'm, I was first thinking about that, but then I was thinking like if you're going to mangle something, you could probably fit like a small, uh, that'd be a really small pistol, probably too small. My thought is if you're going to have a secret gun safe, back of an amp. There you But they're like, well, like oh, oh, you broke into my house. Uh, let, let me turn off my amp really quick because yeah. it's making a feedback noise. It's really annoying. You reach back there. Your amps got lots of room back there. You got your gun hidden. I, my main problem with all of this is these are things you leave out around the house. If you want, you, I have a major issue with leaving guns places where like kids and people can find well, them. Well, and, and so that's the other thing is this is called gun safe project, but the implication to me, at least there's of, nothing safe about of this. a gun safe is, is one, it is a place for a gun Two, it is safe, right? Things that are in a safe are like, you can only access. I mean, I, I guess like if you have a rock, that you hide a key in, is it a key safe or is it just a rock that you hide a key in? Also, like something that people grab and pick up and play is the worst place to hide anything. Like, if this wasn't even a gun, if this was like a money safe, like, and you leave it out and it's not in a case, because if you're putting it in a case, then you might as well just have a regular safe. Okay, right? but, but here's but like, like, 
imagine this scenario. You've got this. You're like, <laughs> this is my secret safe. This is my secret hiding spot. No one knows about my secret loot in here. A friend comes over. Like, oh, I didn't know you play guitar. And they pick it up and they start messing not, with it. But they're not going to. And they're like, like, why does this feel so weird? But they're, they're not going to mess it. with it because it only has five strings. They're, they're just going to be dude, like, dude, what's up with your guitar? Dude, no. I walk into someone's house <laughs> and I see a guitar improperly stringed i'm a hundred percent picking it up that's true i'm I, like i gotta check this thing out what, what do you got going on? maybe i'll fit i might have strings in my trunk let me go get them i'll fix this for you but it's missing a saddle do you have a saddle in i trunk? might uh i will say I, you know i when you mentioned my vacation I'll be, oh let me borrow this i'll take this home and fix it for uh, you i posted this on instagram uh the cabin we stayed in um one of the nights had a guitar in it and the first thing i did was pick up the guitar and strum it and go oh it's out of tune uh, and so then I went to tune it and only then did I realize that it only had like two of the full of the six tuning pegs, right? Um, the plastic had cracked and off. I was like, well, that's useless. So yeah, I could definitely, maybe you just see this and you go, Oh, guitar, maybe you approach it because you're, you're seeing it from, uh, uh the wrong angle. So you don't see that it's missing. I've never walked into a room with a guitar in it and not wanted to pick up the guitar, regardless of what, regardless of the condition. And I would have, if this was laying out, if it was hanging on the wall, I would be instantly gravitated towards it. I would pick it up, instantly feel like something's wrong here. Be like, oh, there's something's rattling in here. What is going on with this guitar? And I'd immediately be investigating it. Yeah. This is not a good gun safe. Uh, best guitars to turn into a gun safe. Um, Strat is uh, you know, just like a it's too tricky to pull off that pickguard. I, I think that if you were going to do it, you get a hardtail strat, but then you put the tremolo route on the back. It's just different enough that most people won't catch that that's odd. You've hollowed out the back with the tremolo route, mm-hmm. and that's where you hide your gun. Um, I'm going to go with it. Have to be it. Have to be a, a small pistol. Mm-hmm. Um, fender bullet. Mm-hmm. The original series, the original uh, version one, uh, mm-hmm. so the S one or S three model from like 1981, where it's got the all metal uh, hardware, mm-hmm. all metal bridge, all metal everything. You string that up slack. You put like maybe some kind of small latch on it so you can keep the pickguard latched down. And when you need it, you just flip that switch flip the entire pit guard up and then you're you're right there you could even like use that as like a weapon as a pre-weapon so you you know you're, the guy's like what's your most valued thing and you go oh it's it's definitely this guitar this is like a thousand dollar guitar and you you get it and you're holding it to him neck first and then you flip that switch and you fling the pit guard in his face so now he's like got this pit guard flying at his face and while he's like trying to dodge it you pull the gun out self-defense fantasies are just the worst just put it in the back of your amp. Don't put it in the Just back. Just put of your it amp. in the back of your. Put a put an actual gun safe in the back of your amp that you have to punch a code into so that your kids can't get it or anyone else coming into your house can't get it. Here's my solution, man. What? Machine gun nest on the roof. <laughs> if you come inside my defensive perimeter without my permission, hey, Castle Doctrine. See you later. <laughs> And that includes that mailman. He's shifty looking. Yeah. And uh, these are automated. This is just computer tracking systems. I get a little alert. Defensive perimeter has been breached. And if I don't hit cancel within 10 seconds, sorry. You better hope I'm not asleep. And Steve takes a lot of naps. There's going to be a sign on your front lawn that says, if I'm asleep, you're dead. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, I think this is a dumb idea. I don't think anyone should do this. I don't think anyone should should want this. Um, I think if you are going to legitimately hide a weapon in an instrument, the way to do that is to go full custom with the body with hidden compartments and stuff like that. Like relying on pivoting the pit guard away is so sloppy and so dangerous. You're just going to shoot your dick off. If you get, if you do something like this, you're going to fumble with a gun, getting it out of your strat. The person that you're trying to defend yourself against is going to see you doing it. They're going to shoot you. By the time you get the gun in your hand, you're going to shoot your dick off. And then they're going to laugh and watch you bleed out. What's with you and people shooting their dicks off? That's no, like, look at the angle of it. Think about you're holding this guitar. You're messing around with it. You're fumbling with it. The guitar, the, the gun starts to fall out of the guitar. You're grabbing at it. You accidentally, it's right there in your crotch because it's a guitar and that's where guitars live. You're going to shoot your dick off. All right, tell us about the song. Let's get out of here. Yeah, uh, this week's song was sent by... That's the wrong folder. That's an unusual name. Uh, Welcome to the show, That's the Wrong Folder. You've got an unusual name. Uh, this song was sent by Clark Starace. Uh, he says, here's two songs for my bad band, Wiped Out. Uh, we're going to play... He says, I, uh, they're great representations of the band's surf punk... Excuse me, vibe that would appeal to a reverb-centric audience. Let me know what you think, and if you think you'll be able to work them into the podcast, I'm working them into the podcast right now. So, oh, this song is called Waves of Panic. <laughs>
That was great. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I really like uh, like the percussive tonality of all the instruments together. Like mm. the the bass, the drums, the guitar all had this really nice thump to everything that they were doing. That was that was really fun. Uh, some nice little uh, homages, homages. <laughs> I forgot how to say words uh, to you know a little bit of Dick Dale action in there mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. the uh, with the scale work. And a little bit of pipeline in there as well is what I was picking out. I'm sure there was more that I missed, but that was fun. Really nice recording. Yeah. What do you yeah. think, Steve? I think hopefully I'll remember to play their other song sometime. <laughs> we don't have a lot of songs left, so. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. See ya. Stay grounded.